0: Take a crit is naughty, nasty, and not for kids. Content warnings to be found in the episode description.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Take a Crit. We know it's been quite a while. Our boy Joey here had to make quite a big move out to the OKC, going on a real life adventure. So that has been, uh, you know, throwing some wrenches in the the Take a Crit works, and we do apologize. We know it's been a while. But we're doing our best,
2: and maybe if you paid us money or something, this wouldn't happen. Of course, we've never asked you to pay money before, but we're doing it now, and with just a vague... We're asking right now. please give
1: us money. I am asking you directly, John, to Venmo me $50.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just need to get
1: through the week.
0: (laughs) Come on, buddy. And if you could Venmo me $20 just because... I don't know. Sam wants 20.
2: I just want it. Brian, I'm looking at you right now, Brian. You're you're being seen right now. I'm just talking to Taco Bell gift card. That's all.
1: Let's take another run at this intro. This bit fell apart.
2: <laughs> Wedding crashers. It's time to take a crit. Welcome to Take a Cred, the Real Play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast, the passion project five childhood pals who have been playing this game for countless hours over (laughs) the past two decades. I'm Joey Swanson. I played (laughs) Garrett Sunderwood. (laughs) Well, more on him previously.
4: I'm crying.
2: Uh, We start out each of these episodes with a question from this fucking guy.
4: (laughs) What do you got? What the fuck do you have for us this week, Leo? Oh, just more heartbreak. But before that, a fun question. <laughs> oh, a fun question. Not existential or anything?
1: Uh, no, it's, it's not existential. It's something just kind of like, it's just really like light and fun, you know, just sort of like a little rest from like the, the crazy stuff that's been going on.
4: Yeah, it's been intense. So
1: we just want to know today, how do you want to die?
2: Oh, super light, super fun. You could ask me this question before I died. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you you could have figured out how, how he wanted Garrett to go out before you left him in a fucking pool like a turd.
1: <laughs> First up, I'm not sure how he wants to go, but I'd guess that it's not getting
2: stabbed by Gazebo. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Garrett Sunderwood.
2: So, uh, yeah, Joey Swanson, Garrett Sunderwood, gnome, druid. So there's a cool thing about druids is at a certain level, you get timeless body to the point where you basically get to live for like super duper long he's already a gnome so he would have gotten like three four hundred years and then just like many many more hundreds of years so garrett really didn't ever have to die ever so in his undying life he would just like sit around and tend the sunderwood and just raise a bunch of little truffle babies and it would be fine. Just never dying. That that was totally on the table for him. But if for some strange reason he did die, he would want to go out like a traditional Sunderwood way where you just put your body in the compost bin and then all the pigs eat you like slop. You know, it's just the cycle of life.
1: That could maybe still be arranged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's comforting. That was sad. Let's move on. (laughs) I'm sure he'll miss that voluptuous ass, but he might like Garrett more now that he's trash. (laughs) It's Will Willy Willis. Hey, everybody.
0: My name's Salem Martin. I play Will Willy Willis, locks on cleric the great garbage forge, big trashy elephant who's just a little bit maleficent. Great big elephant man with an uncle Stan, and he'd love to die like him if he can. (laughs) Okay. Now you might not have known this, but Willie uh, actually also had an uncle Stan in addition to his uncle Gus and his uh, his pee poops Gus. (laughs) Pee (laughs)
1: poops. For simplicity's sake, we will just refer to (laughs) Gus the Lesser as Pee Poops from now
4: on. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So he's got the Pee Poops Gus, he's got Uncle Gus, and he's got an Uncle
0: Stan, and he would love to die how Uncle Stan. Died falling right into that incinerator. Oh,
1: no, <laughs> glorious. Now
0: they were pretty sure he was dead by the time he made it in there. They kind of think he died and went straight in, and Willie was just sitting there like a. Efficiency. Damn. No one even had to drag that motherfucker in there. <laughs>
1: Willie witnessed his uncle's fiery
0: death. And thought, that
2: looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to do that.
0: Yeah. I want to do that. Everyone was sitting there like looking at him like, damn, this dude's a boss. He had inhaled over 10 pounds of plastic within the last hour. Whew. Fell right into the incinerator. And it burned bright. There was a lot of alcohol
1: involved. Well, Sam, there's still time for Willie to die a fiery death. <laughs> He killed the wrong clone and now he feels all alone it's scotch hops
5: hey everybody i'm austin petrie i play scotch hops the grung sorcerer bard i have no regrets and if given the chance i would do it all again <laughs> <laughs> you're awful i feel like scotch hops probably thinks that he'll never die but if he spent some time and thought about it he'd really just want to go out great in a blaze of glory mm-hmm. so like maybe if he hopped on parm and was just stuck to the front just fucking best friend and just charged right into the dragon queen. That sounds pretty fucking great.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. Solid. That sounds pretty heroic. It does.
5: That's not why he's doing it.
1: Fair. I thought
0: you were calling Parm your best friend right there. And then your arm stretched out made me. Yeah, they, nobody at home
5: could see me. I no, was pretending yeah. to hold a sword.
1: <laughs> Her friend's death was sudden and gory, but at least now she can write a good story. <laughs> it's. Gotcha Portobello.
4: Hey, that's me. I'm Mary Jane Hartsog. I play the illustrious Gotcha Portobello. She's made peace with the fact that at some point she's gonna die. She doesn't think it's gonna be anytime soon. But she follows the philosophy of the humble Mac the Miller. She wants to go out the same way she came in, right by the pussy with nothing on her mind. Boom. <laughs> it, it's a simple philosophy, but it holds up. Mac the Miller led a simple life at his little corn mill.
5: <laughs>
1: boy, did he know how to live.
5: Well, it's raining, it's pouring, Garrett Sunderwood is snoring, he went to bed, bumped his head, and couldn't crit it up in the morning. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: last time on Take a Crit. After finding some medical assistance for Sangio, our heroes made their way back to Shipwreck Tommy's Warehouse, where Johnny and the others had met to formulate a plan of attack. Upon their return, the gang learned of a tip Gazebo had received about a war machine being built in the Arts District. Our heroes, along with Sangio, set out to steal this war machine, only to learn that it was, in fact, a talking donkey bearing two simple cannons named Wunzler. That fucking guy. After Wunzler was freed, he developed a quick bond with Sangio, and the two stepped through a portal, presumably to seek adventure, free from the strife that the party must face head on. After returning empty-handed, Garrett stepped outside to speak with Gazebo. The two exchanged sentiments, told one another that they loved each other and shared a hug during this hug however gazebo stabbed garrett in the heart and revealed that he was in fact gazebo's evil clone and that the real gazebo had been killed by scotch long ago we rejoin garrett in these final moments as you sink into the cold water you see your blood pouring out from your chest into the water above you. You hear a voice in your head. Garrett, you tried, and that's all I can ask of you. Is
2: that a shark? Is that a fish? I like start looking left and right with the last of my energy. (laughs) As you turn
1: around, you see a massive aquatic dinosaur with its mouth gaping open and glowing eyes staring straight at you. It is a fish, okay. (laughs) You hear the voice say, you have served the nature well and though you may not have succeeded in your quest, you did everything you could. It's time to come home, my child.
2: Maliki, take the wheel. (laughs) You
1: hear your mother's classic hit single, Play in Your Mind, as this Leoplerodon consumes you whole. Maliki, take the wheel.
2: It's not quite a pig burial, but it'll do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we cut back to the warehouse as gazebo walks back in holding a bloody knife he says to the gang y'all aren't gonna believe this uh garrett was
4: nasty kyle what i, I don't believe that <laughs>
1: I would like to try to
0: recall any point in time I I probably had the goggles on and
1: saw Garrett. You had the goggles on as Garrett was leaving, and you knew that he was not Nasty Kyle.
4: So you got the goggles on right now? So, okay, Gazebo, can we, can we scan you real quick?
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. You look Gazebo up and down, and you see that he is lawful evil. Mm-hmm. He's not transformed in any way, but he's lawful
4: evil. Oh. I wanna go, yeah, okay, checks out and flip him back up. <laughs> How did you know that he was nasty Kyle? Um, he, he tried to kill me. Why would he strike right now? Hey guys, guys, this is gazebo. I don't wanna walk around behind him. He's, he's just a great guy. I mean we're all right here, like I'm trying to keep his attention on us. Like we we would all like know if something happened. Like that that this would be a bad time for him to strike if he, if Garrett was nasty Kyle.
1: I don't understand it either. I don't know what the fuck his plan is. God. He tried to kill me.
2: Oh.
4: This is all so fucked up. I'm going to use my insightful fighting on him. And that is a 24. He actually did roll higher deception than that. Fuck.
2: He's deceitful as shit. You can
1: tell that he doesn't know the jig is fully up, but he's ready for it to be up. All right. He's jumpy. Why are you being so jumpy, dude? Why are y'all like crowding up around me? Look, it was nasty Kyle, okay? I'm not nasty Kyle. All right. You know I'm not nasty Kyle. I trust you. Willie scanned you. We're good. I just wanted to give you a hug. Yeah, Oh. Would you like a hug? Yes. Oh, uh, Okay. Okay.
0: And then I'm (laughs) going to stab him in the back when he hugs me because I have a dagger on my hip.
1: Okay. He also stabs you. Stab off. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Roll for stabs. So roll for your regular dagger damage stab. Oh, do I not have to roll to hit? You don't have to roll to hit. You both went in for a hug. You're both taking the hit.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Jesus
1: Christ. Eight damage. So you both stab each other. You deal eight damage to Gazebo, and then you fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You drop dead. Okay. Your heart is no longer working. Willie is dead.
2: So when they're in a hug and Willie falls over dead, he is eight feet tall and so big. Is he falling on top of Gazebo or what's going on? So after they
1: hug, Gazebo like sort of turns around and steps to the side as Willie falls forward and he now has a devilish smile on his face and the look of blood in his eyes.
4: Austin, do you want to just heat that fucking dagger up?
5: No, I got a new spell, and I want to give it a spin. Give it that spin, boy. Scotch hops, pulls out his new best friend. He says, buddy, you were right all along. I can't believe we let this motherfucker walk around.
1: <laughs> trying to tell you. Are you going to believe me now when I tell you these things?
5: I will never not believe you again, best friend.
1: Good, because I think that gotcha's kind of evil, just a little bit.
5: Well, let's, let's put that on the back burner for right now. We've got bigger <laughs> fish to fry.
1: Okay, you're right. Let's do this.
5: <laughs> Fuck. With best friend in hand, I point a finger at Klazebo, and I cast Disintegrate. A thin green ray springs from your pointing finger to a target that you can see within range. So he gets a dexterity saving throw. DC 15. He got a 13. Fuck yeah. On a failed save, the target takes 10 D6 plus 40 force damage. Damn. 85 damage total. Ooh, what a spell. And with that, Klazebo is spread onto the wind. Yep, because the second part of Disintegrate, if this damage reduces the target to zero hit points, it is disintegrated. Oh! A disintegrated creature and everything it is wearing and carrying, except magic items, are reduced to a pile of fine gray dust. Gazebo collapses in a pillar of dust, and you hear a clang as the dagger falls down. And Willy is dead.
4: Hey, Scotch, can you get that? Yeah, I'm going to
5: cast Revivify on Willy.
4: <gasps> Marisol. <Marzella. laughs> Willie,
1: <laughs> Willie, here you go, buddy. Drink
0: up. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's
5: gonna be okay. Uh-huh.
0: Somebody uh-huh. get this
1: guy some more masala, for Christ's sake. <laughs> it went in my nose. <laughs> As everyone is rushing to Willie's aid and sitting him on a sofa and everyone's kind of crowding around to see if he's okay and figure out what the hell just happened.
4: While I'm staring at this dagger. You
1: hear a knock at the door.
4: I brandish my dagger and I go to the door. <laughs> oh, so you're gonna pick up the dagger? Yeah.
1: Okay. You pick up the dagger And you see that there are four names carved into the blade. Ooh. Will Willie Willis, Gotcha Portobello, Garrett Sunderwood, and Scotch Hops. Garrett's name is crossed out. And just in time for you to realize what the four names written on the blade are, you fucking die. You touch it and you
4: die? You don't have to be stabbed by it. What the absolute fuck?
5: Willie, I know you're feeling tired, but I've already used a couple spell slots to deal with this fucking dagger. <laughs> yeah,
0: I see Gotcha just drop it as soon as she picks it up and um, I go, oh, I'm a fucking stupid ass shit. And then I kind of like just crawl over there and cast Revivify. Goddamn third level spell slot.
4: Oh, God. I fucking hate that spell. Oh, uh, Marsala. I, I, I gotta go shit.
1: Marsala. Everyone comes to Gotcha and Willie's aid again, but the knocking at the door continues.
2: I'll go answer the door. Hello. Joey, why don't you tell Austin what Scotch sees? Scotch opens the door and there is this woman, unlike any woman you've ever seen because she's kind of like a hologram (laughs) projected over a robot body. But she's like, looks like a pop star. Which pop star? You know, the the ones, just like, you know, pick one, she looks like that.
4: The hologram like reads your brain and is just like, who's your favorite pop star? I'm
2: not hip, I don't know what they look
0: like.
4: I know what Mac Miller looks
2: like. Okay, so to you, she looks like Mac Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at any rate, Scotch opens the door to this woman, confident, loud, proud. She looks at you. And she's like,
3: oh, hey, little frog boy. It's a, a pleasure to meet you. My name's R-E-N-A Grande. Oh, no, the pleasure's all mine. And then he kind of squints his eyes and
2: smiles and reaches out for a handshake. And she shakes her hand because she's a robot and it has immunity to poison. Scotch Hop slams the door and stomps
4: off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she
3: starts knocking again.
4: Gotcha goes and opens the door and is like, hey, what are you here for again?
3: R-E-N-A? Well... That's what the researchers that made me called me, a Robotic Electric Noise Amplifier. And it was the big version, so I was the Grande. R-E-N-A Grande. Oh. Anyway. Um,
4: I've had some speakers in my life. I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> she starts
2: knocking again.
4: I'll get up to go answer it.
0: first i'm going to actually you know is gus in the room
1: both Gus's are in the room okay
0: gus the greater get over here please god (laughs) peepoo i love you gus the greater walks over what's up i'm gonna scan gus because you make me so paranoid you piece of shit oh oh no that wasn't that was not willie talking that was me talking to you you piece of shit
1: oh okay i'm gonna scan gus now so gus is neutral good and he is not changed anyway. He's Gus. Okay.
0: You need to take this thing because if any of us touch it, we die. Not you, though. Just me, Scotch. Gotcha.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen these before. Can you destroy it? He goes, "Uh, let me see. And he tries to break it over his knee. and goes, ah! Uh!" You
0: dumb son of a bitch. Uh,
1: I'll get rid of this later. (laughs) Please sooner rather than later. Please sooner. I mean, I could just... He throws it out a window into the
5: water. Gus, no. <laughs> Gus? <laughs> God damn it. It kills Garrett again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little Gus, if I get fucking murdered by an octopus with that dagger later on today, I'm blaming you and I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life. I I'm sorry.
1: It's, it's, it's always been my biggest problem as an adventurer I
0: never think about octopus You should be smarter than this And I go open the door
3: <laughs> Hey, I just escaped from that uh, terrible place Where they were making the war machines and stuff um, I heard you guys are doing some sort of resistance Like fuck the man, fuck the people who made all the war machines All that, you know I was just figuring that it might be cool if uh, I, I could get in on a little bit of that.
0: Okay,
5: what's your what's your deal?
3: I'm sort of figuring that out. I'm only like a couple of weeks old, so uh, I'm just sort of trying to like discover myself.
5: We can always use more help. Uh, what uh what what have you got for us? How can you help us out?
3: Well, I'm pretty magical.
5: Okay. You're like a wizard? Yeah,
3: I'm kind of like a
5: wizard. Oh, we could use a wizard. We don't have a wizard in the party.
3: No,
0: yeah, we don't. We, we, we don't. That's true. I'm,
3: cleric, I'm pretty much not... going to be the voice of the generation. I'm uh, going to be the best bard there
5: has ever been. Scotch Hops shuts the door again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open the door and be like, I'm sorry about our friend. We do need all the help we can get, uh, but... He's the
3: voice of the generation? I oh, like the old grandpa's generation. I'm talking about that new blood.
4: You don't have blood. What are you made out of? Oh, yeah.
3: Um...
2: She sort of disengages the hologram on her wrist, and you can see that she's made out of various junk parts from the war machine factory. You can see that like, there's some recycled metal straws as like, tendons in her arms, <laughs> and uh, a little bit of this and that.
0: Well, he starts to kind of just grit his teeth and of his mouth. And- Sustainability he slams the door
4: How can I open the door again and then he yells out you're hired I'm sorry about our other friends it's a 10-year contract no insurance
3: and you are hired okay yeah that's, that sounds like a pretty good idea
2: she um like starts looking around at some of like the other like adventurers and allies around like she turns to a goose and is like
3: no insurance at all like how, how are you doing
1: huh I've got bunions the size of my fucking bill <laughs>
3: Oh, that sounds pretty terrible. You know what? How about I cast a greater restoration on you right now, buddy? Oh, please don't. Get well soon. Ah, my goose bunions. Yay. What a great bard.
2: Oh, She's just like bopping around the warehouse, making friends, healing bunions, singing songs, just making a real good first impression. Everything's going great. Everybody's
1: having a great time. And then after a while you realize that you haven't seen susan or pavilion in quite a while
3: yeah this seems like a really good group you've got right here but it it seems like there's room for like two or maybe three more people
1: i'm gonna cast locate creature cast locate creature and you see that susan and pavilion are walking down the street outside of the building
5: we we should probably go find him and break the news about Garrett.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know these people, but I'm pretty good at condolences.
5: Yeah, let's make the new girl do it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: You run out of the warehouse and down the street. Up ahead, you see Pavilion and Susan sort of t- trudging down the street. You see Susan sort of glance over her shoulder, and a massive amount of thorny vines grow in the street between you and them.
5: Hey. Hey, Susan, 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 our new friend has something she wants to tell you, Susan, Susan Susan
1: keeps walking for a minute and, and then stops after you keep yelling and she, she's, she just sort of collapses to her knees. Pavilion puts a hand on her shoulder, turns around, looks at you. You see that there's big wells of tears running down his face and he just shakes his head. And after
2: a bit, she stands back up, and they continue. Ariane like, is like trying to like make her way through the thorns.
5: Susan, I can see you're having a bad day, and I hate to have to tell you this
3: right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> Dreams denied. <laughs> I heard your son died. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Ariane, out.
1: Susan stops as the song is happening, and then as it concludes... She turns around and you see that uh, tears are pouring down her face as well. But there's now just a look of absolute fury and her hair starts to sort of float up into the air as the thorns that you're all tangled up in burst into flame. Goddamn.
3: Stab, trap and roll.
1: Immediately after they burst into flame, Pavilion stomps his foot and there's a loud boom as a gust of air blows over the fire, putting it out. Pavilion looks at you with disgust. A glare that you take to mean don't push your luck and continues down the street with Susan.
4: Well, Ariane, I really wanted to give her my condolences as well. I feel like you kind of fucked that up for us.
3: Well, some people just don't appreciate good music, and that's on them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not great at social cues, gang, but I'm kind of feeling like maybe they need some space right now.
4: I feel like at least I should still... Go try and talk to them, <laughs> or maybe we should just go get a plan together for the whole existential crisis in front of us.
1: Looks like you guys really fucked that one up, eh?
4: I'm here too, by the way. Hey, Johnny.
1: Hey.
3: Oh, I wrote a song for you, Johnny. <laughs> Dreams D9. <denied. laughs> I'm sorry your friend died. <laughs> you look really sad. Already <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, I'm I'm fucked I'm fucked up over this too. I know Garrett just died. Gazebo was a fucking traitor. Look, I get that I'm try I'm probably bottling a lot of shit up right now, but we just we we need to take care of this right now. We don't have any more time.
5: Let's do it. That's what Garrett would have wanted.
4: Real quick, I'm going to uh inscribe a magical circle on the ground and conjure up just the grossest, greenest, little alien insect you've ever seen. Casting a fine familiar and getting an improved familiar from my warlock feature. And it's a little closet. Nice. A little gross thing. it will be tagging along. It's just gonna turn into a an inse- uh, centipede and hang out with me for now.
3: Oh, look at you, little guy. You're so fucking nasty.
4: Hey, you keep away from him.
3: I just thought we could be friends.
4: All of you keep away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we've lost
1: Garrett, but I'm worried that he's not the only one we're going to lose by the end of tomorrow. So we need a fucking plan. For now, I think we got to get inside, gather everyone together, figure out how we want to play this. Let's go. Johnny gathers everyone together in the center of the warehouse around a map of the city of Petherntica. It shows the layout of various districts, and you see in the center there's quite a large district known as the Garden District. Johnny points at the Garden District and says... This is where the Queen's Palace is located. The Garden District is a little different from just about any of the other ones in the city. No kind of teleportation or portal magic works inside the district, so this is where the wedding is going to be happening. We sent some of our folks around do some research, and it looks like there's going to be a big public ceremony. There's a lot of room in the Garden District; they're they're opening it up to everyone who wants to come, so it's going to be packed. But the public can only get so close to the palace. From then on, it's going to be security, the close family, which seems to not be many, and the bride and groom. Now. There are two main decisions we need to make, how we want to make our approach and what time we want to do this. Now, we could do it kind of towards the beginning of the ceremony. That way, the queen won't be there yet. We might have a shot at Rasputin before he starts any of his bullshit. and We can just take him out, try to get the hell out of there. We could try and do it during the wedding because that's when everybody's going to be the most distracted. Doing the vows and shit, you know, we might have a
3: moment that we could uh, catch
1: everybody by surprise.
3: Oh, yeah. I want to run in there and yell, I object.
1: Alternatively, we could wait for the dinner after the wedding. It's not open to the public, so security's going to be pretty tight at the door. Uh, But compared to the ceremony, it'll be more lax once you get inside. Might be a little more of an infiltration mission that way, but uh, if that's how we want to play it, That's how we can play it. I want to object. I want it to be big. Uh, Now, our other issue is how the hell we're going to get there. Uh, uh, I noticed y'all didn't come back
5: on Palm. Where where is he at?
4: He's taking a little rest. Who's prime. He's
5: our flying tugboat
4: airship. I love him more than anything. He's taking a little nap while he recuperates. In my head, I'm going to be like, hey, Parm. Uh, hey. Uh, where where are you at right now? Oh, uh, I'm still in the warehouse. I've got just a few more hours on my long rest. That's good. I'm glad you're doing all right. Uh, have you allowed anyone on board?
1: Uh, no. There were a couple of people that tried to climb on board, but I smashed them.
4: Oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, no. Good job, Parm. Meet us at, at this warehouse whenever you start feeling better. Will do.
3: Parmesan out. Is that a thing that you guys do where you just like look off in the distance? and start talking to yourself
0: yep you don't do that i don't know if i necessarily want to bust up in a wedding and y'all, i object if the bride is a goddamn ancient dragon
5: and as great as that would be i agree with you i think we should pretend to be the band sneak in early and before the queen
3: gets there we take out Raspatan. i love this that sounds like you know pretty smart let me pitch my idea again. How about my plan featuring Scotch Hops? And he can say I object. I just want to be
0: big.
5: R-E-N-A, you've got a lot to learn about being great.
0: You're grande. You're not grand. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've <laughs> said in a while. And I would really appreciate it if you would not even
5: put it at the end. No, Willie says that and we're just all standing around like shaking our heads with a stern look on our face. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking tell her,
3: Willie.
4: <laughs> you don't want a beatbox for our band? I mean, if you're if you're not cool enough to play with us, that that is what it is.
3: So we're going stealth ops. That's the plan. Okay. So oh, we're gonna sneak in, pretend to be the band. Okay. Um, that should be easy enough for me. But you guys are gonna need to dress it up a little bit.
4: Oh, you don't even know. She doesn't even know, y'all. She doesn't even know.
1: All right. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid plan. The thing is, uh, are y'all going to do this alone? I mean, planning on including all of our forces here. So, what uh, should we think we should just uh, try to play it incognito in the audience?
5: Uh, Here's what we do: half of our forces.
4: Wait, uh, no. The gooses are going to uh, be the doves. Yeah. <laughs> oh the gooses are gonna
0: be
1: able to really go incognito they just show the fuck up hey geese do you think you could fucking knock out all the wedding doves and take their place
4: <laughs> i bet we could manage that oh, uh-huh. they're just doves like y'all are geese you got this the party planners gonna be like damn these are big ass doves
1: he's <laughs> gonna pick up the box to like open it he's like
4: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what
5: the fuck <laughs> I say we get about half of our forces to sneak into the into the audience of the wedding and then everyone else, anyone who's able to survive a couple hundred feet drop, we put them on parm and have parm circle in the air and just be ready. Cuz if everything goes smooth, we'll take out Rasputin before he even knows what say, hit him. Do
0: we have it, it can, can are there like some people in the room who could cast like a featherfall situation enough to where we could get a bus full at least dropped out of the sky?
4: Uh, featherfall?
1: Anybody? Featherfall?
4: I got nothing. If we could get some ballistas, can anyone make ballistas real quick? <laughs> uh, Gus, do you think you
1: could maybe uh, scrounge through some trash and uh, maybe better equip our uh, people here? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Little brother, do you think you could uh, take the lead of on the ground troops? Gus the Greater says, Oh, no problem, big bro. I forgot it was flipped. I'll lead the troops on the ground. We can load the geese up into Parm. He can deploy them to do their stealth work.
5: Oh, yeah, this is coming together. I feel like I should maybe like give the switchblade to a goose cuz I'm not exactly sure what they're doing in this plan other than like, ha, gotcha. we're <laughs>
0: here.
5: <laughs> 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 you thought you had doves, but they're fucking geese. Do we
0: have any like sorcerer geese? Are there any geese here that can cast any other sorceries that might be useful? We've
1: been sapped of our magical powers due to our goose form, but we can cast a few cantrips. We'll do what we can,
0: okay. And if the you know, if anything, like three goose attacking a person, you ain't gonna tell me that's not fucked up. Like that person's got trouble at the very least. They might not like die
1: or anything, but they're gonna be tied up
5: at the very least they've got trouble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> trouble
1: All right. well, I'm still really fucking scared of this dragon, but at least we got a plan. Let's all get some rest. first thing in the morning, we'll get cracking.
4: I would like a maybe a some sort of plan on the dragon. An uncomfortable
1: silence falls over the room. Johnny looks around at everyone and says, All right, uh, I'm not going to lie to everyone. A lot of us might die tomorrow. And those of us that survive are probably never going to be able to set foot in Patherntica again.
3: Unless we, like, do really good.
1: Unless we do really fucking good, and I just don't see that happening. So, be prepared to kill Rasputin and run the fuck away from this dragon. I I think we're going to be on the run for the rest of our lives once we go through with this, but the position we're all in, uh, I think that's the case anyway.
5: Worst case scenario, you leave the queen to me. (laughs) Okay, Scotch. All right,
1: everyone, get some rest. When the sun comes up, we're doing this thing.
0: We're going to die tomorrow. Let's
1: party. (laughs) Woo! No! 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 <laughs> Arnie! God damn
2: it! <laughs> Arnie just like um, starts producing the light show out from her head, like a disco ball pops up. Loud bass starts coming in with the. <laughs> oh,
1: what the hell! I guess it might be our last chance. The gang parties into the night, as though it might be their
5: last. And then we all have disadvantage on everything tomorrow because we're so tired <laughs> and hungover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's a little hungover, but. Johnny goes around shaking people awake, like, "Hey, come on! It's time for the big old battle. Come on, let's go. We can get go. We can go to Biscuit Town on the way. Come on!"
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the whole fucking revolution army is just passing through Biscuit Towns, like they're like, "Damn, it's busy as fuck today,"
5: <laughs> and everyone's got weapons. Ah, it's the royal wedding. What did you expect? Eh?
1: As you're heading towards the center of the city from Biscuit Town. You hear Parm's voice in your head. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm all better. I'm ready to come back. I, I noticed y'all are uh, walking uh, from Biscuit Town in the Snail District all the way to the center of the city. That's going to
4: take several months uh, would you like
1: a, a lift?
4: Yes, we would all love to go much, much faster. <laughs> okay,
1: no problem. I'll be there in just a minute. As you're waiting for Parm, Gus the Lesser catches up with you. He goes up to Willie and says, All right, Willie. Uh, I armed everybody with trash crossbows the best I can. And uh, me and Gus uh, cooked something up a little special for y'all, too. Well, thank you, Peepoo. He hands you a small mirror. And he says, here's the thing, I'm not really good in a fight, you know that, so I'm gonna be hanging back and uh, staying in Gus's little uh, spying room, you know, have you seen that? It's kind of... C- creepy, right? It's weird. It's super creepy. I don't want to ask him about it. But uh, look here. He bops the mirror and you see just like an an overhead shot of what's going on right now. You see yourself talking to us oh. from above. Okay. He goes, so I'm going to be able to kind of look all over the city and, and I can show you things in this here mirror. Ooh.
4: Okay, nice, nice. I'm
1: going to be able to keep an eye on everything, let y'all know what's going on.
4: righty. yeah, we'll stay in touch. Uh,
1: anyway, Willie, good luck and Remember, peep poops is counting on you. I'm counting on you, too. Gus gives a nod to Gus and sets off towards the shifty brick. After a few moments, you feel just a huge gust of wind. And then you don't see it at first, but then you notice the bumper sticker hanging there in the air. And you hear, all right, all aboard. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, somebody slapped my ass. The bumper sticker lowers down. Oh, yeah. I slap that shit. Oh,
3: look at you, big guy.
1: Parm becomes visible again, and the army squeezes onto his deck as he sets off through the sky. You get a really nice little tour of Pathertica on the way there. You see the arts district and the academic district. Uh, you realize now that you passed through the temple district on your way back home on your carriage ride. You see the royal district, and then you see the garden district. The most lush, gorgeous environment you've ever seen. Exotic plants from all over the world dot the luscious landscape. There are very few buildings except for in the center where there is the most magnificent palace made of a crystalline substance that reflects every color in the spectrum as the sun hits it.
2: As the reflection is hitting us, Ariane adds sunglasses to her hologram.
1: You see that there is an enormous crowd, surely hundreds of thousands of people around the palace at the center. Further in from that, there's a large courtyard with a very small amount of seating and a massive wedding arch. Parmesan says, All right, somebody reach around back and slap my ass. uh, They don't see us coming. I'll park it around the outside so we can let everybody out.
5: All right, I'll, I'll just sticky frog climb down the side of Parham and slap him on the butt.
1: All right. Parmesan lands, extends his tongue, and I guess nobody notices as a decently sized group of people just come out of nowhere. He goes, like, down an alley or something to make sure that nobody sees, and he lets out... The Scamarellis, Jimmy Stuffet and his crew, Pingus, Jim Bob, and the army of former animal adventurers, and Gus the Greater. The geese stay on so that Parm can deploy them closer to the palace, so as to hide as doves.
4: (laughs) 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 That's the best part of this plan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Johnny gets off last, and he says to you, all right. You're probably going to want to try to skirt around back, see if you can't uh, you know, find somebody who looks official or something. Just tell them you're
2: with the band, and uh, we should have this thing in the bag, right?
4: Yeah. I think we got this. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pumped.
2: To go to the wedding, Ariana Grande has just um, changed her hologram appearance to have a white dress. (laughs) Classy. As you're getting closer to the palace,
1: you can see a little bit better into the courtyard. Uh, You see that there are... Uh, a few very old humans in the seating in the courtyard and standing up by the arch you see three gorgeous lizard folk women in very fancy dresses and on the other side in very nice tuxes you see kevin and slim Drippins.
5: mm-hmm now, Leo, real quick before we get too close, is there just somebody in like a suit and tie that I can kind of run up and scan real quick into my watch? Just like a random...
1: Yeah, there's there's tons of people
5: with suits and ties. Okay, I, ju- I want to scan one of those into my Omnitrix.
1: Give me a stealth check. Nat 20 on a stealth check, Leo. All right, so they don't notice you at all and you get
5: that tux. All right, and I'm going to shift into them.
4: That is a 19. For Gotcha, she's going to dress in a very elegant gown. You might see a band member at in at a wedding, and a lot of lot a lot a lot a lot of contouring in the makeup, and minor illusion her hair to uh, just a chestnut color. I rolled another nineteen for Willie to. Uh, I think best case
0: scenario, you put a really really nice suit, but you also give him like a realistic
1: looking mohawk, like it looks like it's naturally coming out of his head, and Willie's bald. Okay. That's a good idea. (laughs) All dressed up, you continue around the side of the palace. And as you get around to the back, you see a lot of people organizing things. There's caterers rushing around with food. There's organizers figuring out times, getting people dressed. And somebody walks up to you with a clipboard and says, Oh, oh, uh, what are y'all here for? uh, What's up? What's up? up? up?" We're
5: the band. We're the band. You're the band? We're the band. We're so fucking late. Please show (laughs) us where we need to go. You're the band? We're the band.
1: (laughs) We asked for a 40-person orchestra.
5: (laughs) I know. The rest of the people are coming. But we need to go right now We need to start getting set up oh my We are so fucking God. late Okay Give me a deception check
1: Oh fuck Oh guys Natty one
5: I rolled a nat one
1: So he's going All right oh, wait, wait 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 wait, The band is supposed to be wearing white suits
3: Well I'm clearly wearing white They just didn't get the memo It's miscommunication But we're here anyway So uh, why don't we uh, move it along
2: All right You roll deception Give me disadvantage because she's College of Eloquence, any charisma role that's below 10 is brought up to 10, and she has expertise in deception. She can't get lower than a like a 25 on any charisma check. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that that's fine, I guess. He uh,
1: holds a speaking stone up to his ear, and he's like, oh, uh, some of the members of the band are here. They say the rest of them are coming later. They're not in the right suits. No. No, I know. I, I, I don't fucking know. I, 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 uh, well, I don't, they're coming in. All right, they're coming. They're coming. He waves his clipboard towards the door and goes, all right, y- y'all can go in that way. If you go through the hallway straight, uh, you'll get out to where the, the band pit is. You just go straight there, okay? You got it. Got it. All right. And they rush off to deal with something else. You pass through the doors into this splendid crystalline palace the walls are lined with extremely beautiful ornate decorations and you enter into just a very long straight hallway with another door at the end of it
5: i guess we keep going
1: as you enter into the hallway and you're about midway down it you hear the doors behind you slam shut and a voice echoes throughout it
5: Hi. Did a pretty good
1: job there. Got him hook, line, and sinker. Yo, Nasty Kyle
3: special. Nasty Kyle special all the way, baby. Shut up,
1: Ariana. Ariana Grande transforms into your favorite friend, Nasty Kyle. God fucking damn it. I didn't fucking scan him. And Nasty Kyle is going to grab Scotch Hops by the forehead.
5: By the forehead? Yes. Oh That's not God. good.
1: I hate this. All right, so he he hit with his attack. Make a strength check to try to pry his hand off your head if
5: you want to. Sweet. That's my highest stat. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20, Leo. Oh. Holy shit.
1: Fuck you, Leo. All right, so you're able to like kind of duck your head out and slip out from under his hand, and you see him look over at you, and he goes, oh. Oh, you think you're getting away, you little shit? You think you're getting away? Not
5: today. I'm not going anywhere, Kyle.
1: Nasty Kyle pulls out his gun, (laughs) and he points it straight at Scotch Hops, and he says, I think your hopping days are over, you little son of a bitch. Say hi to your friend Garrett for me. And just before he pulls the trigger, the wall is caved in by Truffle Cunningham, Uh, two stories tall. He's covered head to toe in magical runes and now has tusks the size of a fucking sedan.
0: Truffle oh boy! God. Your puppy's dead, I love you, though!
1: As countless dire boars charge in through the holes and begin to bust down the door ahead of you. For the first time, he speaks. My friends, fear not.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have followed the instruction of my beloved father and sought out the boar tribe. I've learned their ways, and not only recruited their armies for our cause, but I am now their king. (laughs) This is beautiful. Truffle, I pledge my life to you. I apologize for my tardiness. You see, when I got back to the city, there was something that I had to do. Truffle leans forward, and riding atop of him, you see Garrett Sunderwood. And I'm here too.
5: Yes.
4: What? Yes, Carrot, I love you! <laughs> Truffle brought him back to us!
2: Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like or subscribe on whatever podcatcher you found us on. Don't forget to tell all your friends. If you share a link to our episodes on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Take a Crit, we'll shout you out here at the end of the episode. That's people like our good friends, Andy of Notable Nostalgia and Dungeons and Decades, Courtney Moses, Carol Hartsog, hi mom, and John Chafin. You can find John on TikTok at Batman. He's a TikTok you're to be taking at and talking too. This show is produced entirely by the cast. Leo is our lead editor, sound effect engineer, and cover art designer. I, Joey, composed the score and mixed the final cut. We're part of the Big Door Prize Podcast Network. So check out the other shows on there like Notable Nostalgia and Dungeons and Decades. We are putting all these episodes out as we can. So we appreciate your patience and we will see you next time.
0: You know what I can never stand in a movie? Chairs. <laughs>
5: Gotta sit. <laughs> I was going to say... I've got, a, I've got a lot of anxiety about dying in my sleep. Oh. Well, Austin, I promise if I kill you, I'll do it when you're awake. I appreciate that, Leo. That's a good friend right there. <laughs> what a guy. She's in charge of the eulogy, but she's going to write it Coolidgey. <laughs> <laughs> is,
1: that, is, that, is that to say like she's going to write it like Calvin Coolidge
5: would? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I mean, that's the joke you just made.
0: That's
5: well, the joke mm-hmm. that you
1: just made, Austin. It was an AP U.S. history
5: <laughs> joke. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. Well, I, I don't. I don't even know who that is. He
1: wrote some speeches, right? He was
5: a U.S. president. So he was a, he
0: was, was a president. Yeah. I didn't even fucking know
1: that. He probably did write some speeches. He was president. Yeah, For sure. I was still right. <laughs> Fuck you. I did not expect this high stakes. You gave him an
0: auto death dagger, you piece of shit. God damn!
1: You should have hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hug him. I thought you just fucking. Up off at it.
2: You did the thing where he does the killing.
0: Oh my god. I tried to do some practical effects. And so I like really loudly like attacked a Coke I had sitting there to make like it sound like I was drinking the Marsala sauce. And I tipped it up real hard, got that good angle,
1: and it all went in my nose. Oh That's, no. This sounds like it's gonna be great audio content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so psyched. <laughs> We've got Willie drinking solo with authentic nose liquid sounds. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got to take turns shut the face in <laughs> <and> your door.
5: <laughs> Would you all like to hear my episode notes uh, for yeah. this episode? Yeah. 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 All right. I wrote plan at the top of the page. Number one, sneak in his band. Number two, Parm air support. Number three, half forces sneak into crowd. Number four, geese pull the old switcheroo. And then underneath, I wrote new plan. Big pigs. Big door. Big door. Big door. Prize media.